The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Hello, friends. Thanks again for joining us again this morning for a few minutes in our day in God's Word. We're glad you're with us as we continue in our examination of the book of Matthew. Uh, We've been going through for quite a couple months now um, the book of Matthew, and we've been evaluating the life of Christ in Matthew's gospel. And we're going to pick up here uh, in chapter number 27, in verse number 27. And we're jumping into a... um, I must say, I can't. I don't want to say a serious part. The whole thing is serious as it depicts Jesus as King. Uh, but really, what we want to look at when I say serious is this is a part where much of the punishment that Jesus endured when it came to the crucifixion, when it came to him on the cross and all that came with it. We've seen him in the garden as he labored for what was coming. We've seen him betrayed. We've seen um, all of his disciples leave. We've seen him denied by Peter. We've seen his grace through all of it. Now we see, you know, he's in the trial. He's been lied about. Uh, He's remained silent. Now he's being punished. He's being scourged. talked about what that meant. Now we're coming into a point where part of the punishment, uh, as any situation, is to an extent psychological. To an extent, they're mocking him for what they claim to be his claim. Uh, They're thinking the reason they placed Jesus on the cross was simply because he claimed, or they say he claimed he did, he claimed to be Messiah. Uh, They called that blasphemy, and so because of that, uh, he claimed to be the king of the Jews, he claimed to be the Messiah, because that was incorrect or in their minds was not true, that was blasphemy, and they put him on the cross. Well, in that process, we're going to see a bit of what they did is they mocked his claim. We know, by the way, for the fact that it was a real claim. He was, he was and is the Messiah, and he went to this place. He did not have to be there. But he was there for you and for me. And we understand that. We know that. And that is something that needs to stick with us, is why he was there. He was not there uh, because of anything he'd done wrong. He was not even necessarily there for the wrongdoings of the people who put him there. He was there by choice. He could have left at any point. He even stated he could have called all kinds of angels to come down and free him, but he chose not to. He was there by commission of his father, by commission of God. He was there to purchase the righteousness to pay the punishment for our sin. So let's evaluate a little bit of what we see in Matthew chapter 27. In verse 27, it says, And the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole detachment of soldiers before him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. And when he had worn a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and put a staff in his right hand. Uh, They knelt before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! They spit on him and took the staff and put it, uh, hit him on the head. And after they'd mocked him, they took the robe off him and put his own garments on him and led him away to crucify him. Now, we look at this, and it's easy to kind of read through and say just a preparation, a bit of um, psychological punishment, but there's a lot that goes on here, and there's a lot of physical torture that's taking place. So let's go ahead and break this and unpack this a little bit so we can see a bit of what Jesus went through in this spot. So obviously we see him mocking him. Um, uh, they stripped him, of course. They put a scarlet robe on him. With a scarlet robe, a purple robe, meant royalty, uh, especially in those days. And so they were placing a robe on him with the purpose of 
mocking his claim of kingship. Now, please remember something. We talk about this, and they'll take the robe off in again in a second. He has been beaten by the cat of Nianthi scales. He's been scourged, as they call it, which, you know, and the Bible says he could look down and count his ribs. I mean, he, he had been beaten. Now, think about this. He was bleeding, and they would put clothes on him, and, of course, the blood's going to kind of connect, congeal, and connect his clothes to his skin, Every time they would take off a robe or take off clothes, they would inflict more pain as they would rip away the wounds and rip back open those wounds or rip off uh, loose skin or things of that nature. So this is not just a matter of taking clothes on and putting them off. There's a lot to that you have to take into account. So they put a scarlet robe on him in verse 29. And when they had wove a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and and put a staff in his right hand. So they had made a crown. They made it of thorns. Now, in a moment, we'll get more detail. But Please understand, these were not small little, you know, you go to your garden, you pull out a rose and those little thorns that come off and they're sharp and they're painful, but you know, they're what, a half inch, depending um, on the on the rose. They're not, well, they're gonna be uncomfortable. They're not going to put in the amount of pain that the soldiers are desiring to bring at this point. So what you're going to see, these thorns were quite long, inch, two, maybe three inches. I mean, these were extremely serious thorns that were connected to this and we'll see the premise of that in just a moment and they put a staff in his right hand and then they says they knelt before him and mocked him saying hail king of the jews and so you have a man who has been beaten i've been scourged he's bleeding profusely doesn't really even look like human he looks like just a beaten up meat and he sits there they put a robe on him they put a staff in his hand and they put a crown of thorns and it's all to mockery and at any point Jesus could have stopped this, but he decided not to. And I I guess you get a look at this, that uh, the amazement of what Jesus is willing to go through for us included this emotional torture that was going through. And Jesus looked, and please remember this, Jesus looked at his own creation as they mocked him. Jesus looked at people he loved. Jesus looked at people he was dying for at that point. He was paying the punishment for their sin after that moment. And even later, he looks down from the cross. And one of the phrases he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I just just think about what that means uh, for Jesus, who's going through all of this. Most of us have a hard time not people not agreeing with us or not, us not getting our way. And, and if anybody is going to say anything against our belief, we're ready to fight. And uh, that's just kind of the culture we are today. And yet Jesus stood there receiving immense punishment and said nothing. Didn't do anything to stop it. It just shows his love, shows his physical strength. I want you to understand that part. Um, But then let's continue, verse 30. Then they spit on him. Again, just another aspect of the emotional torture. If you've ever had anybody spit on you, understand how gross and how embarrassing that would be. You've seen it. It's just filthy. And they took a staff. I want you to catch this. And they hit him on the head. Now, please understand, they took the staff out of his hand and they beat him on the head. Now, please, this is not a matter of smacking him on the side or things of that nature. The premise of what they were doing here was that they they had that crown of thorns that they put in his head and then they would take it, the staff, and they beat it with the goal of digging those thorns deep into his skull, right up against the skull. Just imagine the immense pain that would have been to be hit and have basically nails driven down into your skin. Uh, it, you know, if you've ever been hit in the head, it's it's generally a different amount, an extreme amount of pain, and migraines, things like that. You get the idea of the pain that would come from the head, and it's beaten down to the point where it might even felt it around, you know, his eyes, depending on how long they were, and just the immense pain that he would have felt as they did this. Um, then verse 31, 
After they had mocked him, this was all considered a mockery, they took the robe off of him. Please remember, that would not have been an easy thing. They took the robe off of him, put on his own garments on him, and led him away to crucify him. And that is the next thing we'll look at is his crucifixion. There's more to this as we get into it. And I don't want to dig further to make sure I give the next section amount of time. But I just it's amazing when you think about what he went through. And you go back to the question, what was he doing there? Why was he there? Uh, he was a righteous man who had never sinned. He was not there because of what he had done. He was not there because he was of political threat. Please remember when he entered the kingdom on what we call Palm Sunday, uh, the triumphal entry, he entered on a donkey. That was a historical significance, letting everybody know that he was not coming for the premise of um, royalty. He came in humbly, letting people know that. So he comes in in this spot, and he's letting everybody know, and he's basically there because he did not give the Jews what they wanted. And so since he didn't give them what he, he's now there, and he's there by choice. He's there by prophecy, by the way. And uh, we'll dig deeper. I encourage you to do something. Um, read it Psalm chapter 22. There's a chunk of Psalm 22 that in prophecy breaks down the details of what Jesus went through. As we talk a little bit about what we've seen, and then in a moment, uh, or next time, we'll talk more about the crucifixion. You'll see much of Psalm chapter 22 come to fruition. So if you, I encourage you to take a moment and just think through and read through what it was said in prophecy, but what has been fulfilled in prophecy through Jesus on the cross. We do appreciate uh, the privilege to be part of your day. We do hope it's a help. Uh, thanks for joining us. Stick with us as we come back uh, next time and we evaluate more of this passage as we work our way uh, section by section to finish up the book of Matthew. Thanks again for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next time.